Are power skis weapons of mass destruction or just really fucking rad? Is ground beef a football? Do you wear your shoes to bed? If you have the answers to these three questions, you might be Baywatched. Okay, welcome back to Baywatched. Uh, this is episode two, uh, and it almost feels like it's been a year since I've recorded an episode. It kind of feels that way. Uh, I, of course, am Josh Carmody, and I'm joined, as always, by Carrie Coffin. Hello, hello. I think it might actually have been a year since the last time we recorded. Yes, it is. That was the joke. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> the other episode, I definitely said it's 2022. And this one it is now 2023. Yep. Uh, I won't tell you exactly when or where, because then you'll be able to pinpoint my position. So we'll stay away from that. <laughs> uh, so we went over our first episode, our pilot, our TV movie, if you will, mm -hmm. that NBC produced. And now we're into... The True Blue season, uh, season one, with mm -hmm. episode two, In Deep. Um, and there's, uh, well, we'll get into it. There's some clear changes, uh, <laughs> both in casting and set design uh, that happen. Also in the quality of the film, mm. I noticed, uh, even watching it on kind of this uh, DVD. Because the Amazon yeah. version, which I don't really like to watch because uh, it's in quote-unquote widescreen, mm -hmm. uh, but they just zoomed, they'd cropped it, and I, I always hate when that when they do that. Okay. So uh, the Amazon version does appear very clear, because I uh, they didn't, um, I don't think they recorded to tape or kind of a lower quality uh, film I'm... or something. The, the film stock <laughs> that they used is quite good, but right. they shot still shot it in 4 by 3 because yeah. uh, things like um, Buffy... You can watch Buffy, and they shot it on film, so you can show it in widescreen, and it looks pretty good. Sure. Uh, but this, they shot in 4 by 3 but they did use really high-quality film stock, uh, or whatever it is that they, they use. I'm, I'm throwing around buzzwords that I'm not totally sure about. That's fair, um, but, like, I would never know the difference unless I watch them back-to-back, -back, which I have not done. So yeah. <laughs> I literally would have to watch them back-to-back -to, -back to know the difference. Yeah. So one of, one of the changes that you were talking about is, I mean, it's pretty immediately obvious. Their house is a mess. Yes, it is a mess. Yeah, that yeah that that is. But at least that is a storyline yes. thing, story not a, not a like actually like oh we threw that stuff out and forgot about it, so yeah. we don't have it anymore. Um, but yeah, it, when we start off, uh, Mitch and uh, Hobie, Hobie are uh, living together. Yeah, uh, Hobie has not been taken away. Uh, yeah. or at least not yet, to live uh, in Ohio. 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 Yeah, I think it's the, the, the fancy land far away that his mom <laughs> seems to, she's like contemplating whether or not she's going to take that job. I think it's the fancy uh, money at the job far away. That is true. Yeah. So uh, the uh, she's not featured in this episode at all, no. but we do have uh, Hobie and and Mitch living together. And yeah, that place is jacked up. It's there's jacked up. clothing everywhere. And it's a big house too. Like there's clothing on the railings of the stairs. There's clothing on like in the living room, like pushed up against the corners of things. Yep. There's just stuff everywhere. And so much neon. Oh yeah. Well, it's 1989. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we can hold them again. Hold that against them. <laughs> That's fair. 
Um, and I don't know if this was in the last episode or not, but like they have the the uh, great lady painting, unfinished still at the top of their stairs. Yeah, I no, I there's nothing. We well, we had the funeral for Al. Yeah, but there was certainly no will reading or dispersing of his goods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we do have the the paint by numbers. Uh, painting that I believe goes unfinished. Yeah. Uh, one of the fish is for, blank uh, for sure. I, that's the only one I saw. Just one fish is blank. Might be uh, more. No, there. I think there was more. I'm yeah. pretty sure if we, if we take a look at it. And it pops up in other episodes, but I'm, uh, I don't think it's ever finished. Or if it is, yeah. there might be uh, very direct scenes of him finishing it. But I, I think, oh, yeah. I think there's... paint? Well, it's paint by numbers. Anybody can do it. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, it I, didn't seem like it was supposed to be a paint by numbers painting. It looked like he was supposed to be actually like painting it himself. I guess so. It's just so weirdly deliberate leaving the fish undone. Yeah. Because they're not filled in with like drawing or anything to do with like, yeah. oh, here's like its place in the space. It's just a blank <laughs> white like someone took a white like stamp and went bunk on yeah, top of it even, like background color of fish that might yeah. get shaded later yeah that's true so we do have alza yeah big painting is there but again there's just such a ridiculous mess uh, that really stands in contrast to how much she was just like, if he lives with you, every day's gonna be a party, and this is not doing anything to detract from that. <laughs> it's really, it's really setting Mitch up as like, got his hands full, which yeah. is weird because he does, he's not a deadbeat dad, mm -hmm. and he is trying his best, and yeah. I'm glad they do that. I, I, I don't really want to see a storyline where he's, you know, oh, like. I don't know. There's too many shows do that thing where it's like, oh, let's give somebody uh, a character flaw just for an episode. Oh, right. And yeah. to have him start out like so strong and then go into things like that would would mm. detract from it. So, I mean, my place gets messy, so I, I get it, you know. But it is it is quite messy. It is. Yeah. Uh, I and Hobie's, down... Hobie's like men are supposed to be slobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says men are supposed to be slobs, and yeah. and uh, and then I. I don't know if there was some other line that he pulled out, but he was mm -hmm. like, men are supposed to be slobs. And that uh, his mom said that Mitch, Mitch was like, that. had said that. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So Mitch had said that in in defense of his own uh, uh, cleaning ability yep. uh, at one time when Kobe they when they first met. under the bus. Yeah, which he does a bunch in he this episode. Does. He, for somebody who like is 12, but I guess his parents are going through a divorce, but yeah. he, he really pulls out all the angst stops it's in true. this episode. Um, so he, yeah, he says... Uh, men are supposed to be slobs. Men are supposed to be slobs. Yeah. Uh, but then Mitch is like, yeah, well, well I think he, he's, uh, oh, which one? No. Is it Hobie who says, well, there's no girls around? Yes. It's something like that. Yeah. And then Mitch is like, well, I, I kind of want that to change, which <laughs> uh... is such a, again, stark contrast to the last episode where he was like, kind of still in willing. Love. Yeah. Well, not even kind of, he's definitely still in love with his ex-wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, soon to be X, they're not officially, they have not signed the paperwork. They've not gone mm. through the, like, the, this Kramer versus Kramer shit that they're setting up for them to, like, go oh, through. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so he's like, oh, fucking stay and help me clean. Yeah. <laughs> For, forgetting that his child has to go to summer school. Yeah. Uh, and Hobie's, like, all gung-ho. Go. Yeah, Hobie's, like, all gung-ho, got the backpack on, fucks off, and, yeah. and leaves. Yeah. 
I have I have an education to what did he say? I have a responsibility to further my education or something like that. It's yeah, like pretending to be all responsible. Yeah, yeah. no. Which is horseshit because there is horseshit. such a hard cut to him <laughs> on a sea do yes. and fucking around in the ocean. Or I guess they keep calling it a power ski. Yes. Uh, and I don't know when were they invented. I do not know the answer. I mean, to that. they probably were invented for a, a while before 1989. Well, actually, let's look it up. 1968. So they've been around for a while, but they're so on throughout this episode about how they're not regulated and I'm, stuff, which makes sense. I'm sorry. I am shook because I only remember sea dues and stuff like that being a thing in the 90s. I don't remember that in the 80s, and my family was mad into ATVs. I do not. I am shook. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so from what I'm seeing, yeah, 1968, uh, but I guess that's, what, 20 years prior so yeah. they're they're un, they're an unregulated recreational vehicle, which yeah, makes yeah. sense. Like stuff like that. I mean, how do you? I mean, unless you have police on a vehicle like that, how are you supposed to chase it? It was the same with like a lot of skidoos when I was a kid. Like I, nobody really regulated that. We didn't have to get a license <laughs> for that. I was driving that when I was five. True. Well, you also were in the era of like the three wheeled like yes, ATV, which true. was a fucking death trap. I can't <laughs> believe anyone ever thought that was a good idea. They were like, all right, I've got this idea. Uh-huh. You, you drive it off road. It's, it's kind of like a motorcycle, <laughs> but it's got three wheels and it's very unbalanced. <laughs> they Ro- were so rolls over fun. on a dime. <laughs> they were so much. I never rolled one. Yeah, I, I drove one briefly. Okay. Uh, a friend of my dad's had one, and it was like, this is well after they stopped making them. Yeah, yeah. A friend of my dad's just, like, had one. We, like, drove it in a circle on his, like, farm property uh, in PEI. Like, yeah. that was about it. Um, so, yeah, so we got Hobie and two, like, 30-year-old, 20-year-olds yeah, ripping around. Yeah, right. Well, not yet. Oh. But, they, well, because we just get them, like, ripping around on yeah. the on the Sea-Doo's jet skis. Well, I guess they're, they're Sea-Doo's because they have the... The lift up thing, like you can stand on them. I think a yeah. jet ski doesn't have that, and <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so they're on the sea dudes and they're ripping around, and when they kind of they stop and congregate together. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the guys, which I I don't know if they ever say their names until like the very end. Yeah, I don't uh, think so. So the one guy, the the shitty one, we have <laughs> we have conscience man and shitty one is what i'm gonna call them because the the one guy seems to like not like what the other guy's doing so shitty man pulls out an already open beer out of nowhere he just sort of seems to pull it from between his legs like as if he's just been like mowing a lawn with like a ride-on tractor oh my god but he like pulls this like beer out and starts drinking from it that's gotta be full of seawater at this point did not notice that it was open already. Oh and yeah, he doesn't standing. crack it. He's been standing and yeah. like riding on that thing. Well, he's got. He does have like an oversized fanny pack that he's okay. kind of got to his side, so that yeah. might be where it was supposed to be from. Oh my god! But it, it, he does not open it. He just picks it up and starts drinking from it. So it's got to be a really salty beer at this point. Delightful. Um, and then so they. Uh, they were like, oh, let's shoot the pier. Yeah. So, and again, not entirely sure how he managed to get involved with these two guys. For who, real. And they're talking about it like it's a, a school or something. Or like, I shouldn't say school. It's like he, they're teaching they're him teaching to him use how. it. They're teaching him how, yeah. Like, 
like they're giving lessons, but then wouldn't he need to pay for that? Well, no, because he's cleaning the things for him when they oh, get to the I beach. Yeah, that's, right. that's what he's doing. He like cleans the the sea dews for him, and that's that's kind of the the trade off there. Yeah. Um, but they're like, oh, let's shoot the pier. So let's they're they're driving through the 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 uh, stilts or the supports yeah, uh, of the pier that's there, which logs. I think would, what did <laughs> you called it? Something. I called them trees. Yeah, I was like the pier like, trees. Is he gonna go through the pier trees? <laughs> it's just again snowmobiling through the forest i was like that in my brain yeah i need Pages. i need i need to i need to apply this to something that i've already done in order <laughs> to make sense of it shush <laughs> so they the guy drinking the beer shoots the pier yeah. he does make it through hobie sort of tries to do it and i yeah. think bails uh, got almost all the way through but he bailed yeah, before he got to the end uh he cuts himself and yeah. then conscience man jumps into the water and, and helps him because he's like he was already like uh maybe we shouldn't be making this 12 year old do this <laughs> yeah this is like kind of weird uh so they pull him out of the water they all get back to shore and yeah. that's when they're like oh like clean them off dry right. them wax the bottoms and as they're walking away we hear them say they're like oh yeah this is a this is our summer slave yeah slave like, for life he says talking slave for the rest of the summer that's, oh okay that's a lot. oh maybe he's a slave for the I'm, summer yeah, i was pre- right. i'm pretty sure it was slave for the summer i wrote down summer slave yeah uh to remind myself i, I also wrote, wrote down you had one job and i don't know why in amongst there because i did write open beer job. but i wrote down you had one job and I don't know why. Wow. I do not, <laughs> not know. But, you know, I think it's because there's a scene in between with Eddie and Craig in the, like, in headquarters. Oh, whatever, there yeah. is that scene in between. Yeah, yeah because where, we like, see. Craig flings his gross hair sweat on Eddie's back. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it could have also just been ocean water. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that, uh, so our A plot is definitely Hobie hanging out with these 30-year-old, 20-year-olds yeah. that are recklessly driving sea Yeah. Uh, and then our B-plot is that Eddie appears to be homeless yes. because he has way too much shit crammed into his locker. There's, like, a skateboard. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of stuff, but it's not so much that he couldn't have it organized so it doesn't, like, chaotically Five. fall out like an episode of Zaboomafu. <laughs> like, they're just, like, everything goes... <laughs> like comically comes smashing out of the locker when he opens it up it's like a skateboard and a bunch of other nondescript shit (laughs) um so yeah so that happens oh that's what it was during the scene Uh buddy who's always on like the headset and like redirecting everybody he comes in and he's just like ah somebody called for you craig i don't know something or other and he says to him he's just like you know your job is to answer the phones i figured maybe you'd start taking messages (laughs) yeah so that's why i wrote you had one job yeah uh so that sort of broke up uh the the uh, the bit with uh hobie and then we see why they're trading off uh teaching him to use the things and in this and in this weird way um especially the guy who's doing the drinking like it's this weird like he's almost trying to take him under his wing yeah and like corrupt him yes there's a a weird like drug psa level acting coming (laughs) from him where he's just like yeah just a creepy goblin man (laughs) she's just here with us and soon you'll be drinking beer out of a fanny yeah it's it's like oh if we get him while he's 12 we'll make him cool like it's so (laughs) strange you know like way beyond this just needing just making this kid clean their shit yeah it's a str- it's a strange interaction 
almost like he needs to pass on his his I don't know degeneracy yeah. to the next generation. Yeah. So so Hobie is uh, dutifully cleaning this, and uh, our next uh, the next scene we we go we're we're at Baywatch headquarters, uh-huh. a very different looking Baywatch headquarters though, because the or the Baywatch headquarters that we see in the pilot mm-hmm. has a lot more of the metal and glass. It's bigger. Yeah. Uh, it's a bigger space. Um, a lot more of the metal and glass. The outside still looks the same. Okay. But I remember the the inside in the first episode is much more that like the police station style. Right. And in this set, there is like still the uh, the the large kind of common area where we have the glass the big glass windows that right. you can see the ocean. Uh, but it, it like a, it is more of this like kind of it's a smaller common area yeah. and then all of the offices are walled off and just have sort of a glass like one door into and each it, one is it also a different color scheme because it's very yellow and like bluey yeah it is well because the the other one in 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 the pilot episode like i said it's mm-hmm. mostly just sort of this like glass metal and like like metal brown yeah uh, kind yeah. of look like so there's like kind of just structures to for windows to be in <laughs> there's yes. just frames for windows whereas now it's all uh not vinyl siding but it's almost this weird wood paneling mm. all on the inside it's very much got more the look of uh you know beach centric beach yes. style it's got beach house almost like a restaurant that's beach themed yeah it's, it's kind of like got more of that themed on the inside instead of the outside yes yeah. exactly yeah. it feels like there should be nets like like <laughs> hanging from the ceiling and like a lobster trap affixed <laughs> to the corner like it's yes. really got that but yeah it's this weird wood paneling mm-hmm. uh on the inside that has that yeah that weird color scheme yeah it's um very but it, yellow. but it, it it's much smaller it feels smaller it feels more segregated because the rooms don't all have these like just straight shot windows where you can see through the whole thing. Right. Because I remember in the first episode where like w- the room they had Lori in, mm-hmm. you could see right through like everything. And that's why yeah. there was a lot more activity because we refer to it as the the Chippendales cop yes, shop. Chippendales cop and, shop. And so you get less of that because it's it's a bit more restrictive. It's more of like, oh, here's a walk and talk hallway. Yeah. Here's the common area with the, the glass that does look more reminiscent of that. But right. everything else has kind of got the wood panel. And these smaller <laughs> rooms. Yeah. And uh, we have uh, Hobie running a perfect scam on his dad because he's mm-hmm. trying to get him to pay him to wash the truck. Yeah. And he's like, I'll give you $3. And he's just like, what? Did, I have it written down here. So it'll do oh, it for eight? Well, he's like, inflation plays no favorites. Yes. I'll do it for eight. Yeah. And there's honestly a lot of talk about how much things cost in this episode that are shockingly horrifying in comparison today so yeah he's like i'll give you three bucks and he's like i'll only do the wheels yeah (laughs) only the wheels and he's got he's got a uh roll up poster that his dad is very curious about um and so he's like, well, what's on your poster? And Obi's like, nothing. He's like, uh, so it's a blank poster? And he's like, no, you wouldn't like it. It's no fun. You're no fun. <laughs> so his dad's like, all right, now I really want to see it. So he shows him and he's like, oh, I do like it. It's because it's a hot girl in a bikini on a power ski. So he's into the girl. He's just not into the power ski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's his, his, uh, Mitch, Mitch's kryptonite seems to be heteronormativity yeah. uh, between the two episodes. Mm. Anytime the, anytime the kids just like 
there might be pussy involved. Oh, God. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, of course, I'm into this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but I was more into the, the, the water motorcycle that she's sitting on. He's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't have it. It's illegal. It's okay the woman, you stare legal. at a woman in a bikini. But yeah. Not this water motorcycle. Mm. No. Can't have it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he rolls up the motorcycle, he, or the motorcycle, rolls, rolls up <laughs> the poster, yeah. I wish, I wish Hobie just, like, got on a motorcycle and just, like, drove down the stairs. <laughs> like, you don't understand! I'm a rebel without a sea dude! Just, <laughs> like, down the stairs oh, and leaves. Shit. Which he basically does. Yeah, he, he rolls up his away. poster, he, he, he's taking off, he runs into Craig, yeah. and Craig is just like, hey, sorry, man, and then he's just like, Fuck you too, Craig. You don't understand. My dad's a dick. And so they they have this little exchange where he's like talks about how you he know, has to like, do his laundry, folding the laundry and matching the socks. But the socks are all white, which yeah. I burst out laughing at. Oh my that. god, I was, I was like, too. that's hilarious. I was like, do they not own any dress clothes or dress shoes? Why are all your socks? Well, we know white? from the last episode how much Mitch is against dress shoes because he got, he got caught with the fucking sandals so much. Oh, yeah. But they, it's 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 1989. White socks only. Oh, <laughs> um, the horror. And so, yeah, he's sort of complaining that it seems now that he's kind of caught in between deciding which parent to live with. Yeah. Uh, and, and being living with a single parent, he's starting to realize that this parent now has to enforce rules on him. And both yeah. of them, there is no, you know, there is no fun parent and, uh, you know, rules parent. They're, they're both, both rule. They're both rules, rules parents. parents. Yeah. Uh, and he's starting to realize this. And, and Craig tries to kind of calm that down by being like, well, I remember what your dad was like when, when he was your age. Cause we've known yeah. each other forever. And he was like, what was he like? He complained about he complained his dad. About <laughs> You're so, more alike than you think, kid. Yeah. Yeah. And so he still, you know, kind of doesn't really listen to him and, and, and does still take off. Uh, yeah. Oh, and he compl- he's like, oh, he's he's making me go to summer school. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah. you're making yourself go to summer school. You fucked off and, yeah. and they assigned you summer school. If you don't go to summer school, you gotta you're gonna, re- you're gonna repeat that grade. Yeah, and, and that's you're gonna, gonna make you matter. Oh, you're gonna hate yourself yep. if you repeat that grade just being big. Yes. <laughs> like you're gonna be in grade seven again. Just like, <laughs> everyone's gonna bully you. The next thing that we see is Trevor, like I don't know, showing off on a power ski. He's showing he off is, on a yeah, beach, and all these girls are like, "Oh yeah, it's Trevor." Because yeah. he's still uh, very much uh, um, getting off on the fact that he has this very small section of beach yeah, that belongs so to that belongs to the club. Yeah. So yeah, he's like doing like big tricks off uh, off of waves and stuff, and comes in, and Jill con- confronts him about it. Yeah, because she's just like, you shouldn't be doing this stuff. And there yeah, seems to they kind of talk about like what is supposed to be the the law surrounding mm. it. So Baywatch seems to feel that there are some rules and laws, but then yeah. Mitch says there's no regulation, and uh, and Trevor's they... and then Trevor brings up like certain because she's like you're not supposed to launch them from the beach yeah and he's like but i'm allowed to use it in like certain areas of the water where people aren't which yeah. he clearly wasn't because he was launching he was like flipping doing backflips off a... of waves really close to the beach something about beyond the surf line or something like that yeah which yeah. i don't know what that means i don't know either and, and they but so there's there's really wishy-washy rules surrounding surrounding these things and he's being such a dick about it he's pretending that she's coming to the tower to talk to him about his power ski because she wants him 
and is using flimsy excuses to come mm. and talk to him. Ew, gross. Although she was kind of gasping for him last episode. She was. And and it's like... This episode, she's like, ew, gross. No. She's all, Yeah, she's already like completely turned on him. Which... Yeah. which Makes Maybe sense. there was some stuff in the last episode oh. that got glossed over mm, because yes. of him because of him skipping over the the, yeah. the save. save and she is Mitch's right head. hand. Uh, like she's really the the one in charge on the beach where yeah. Mitch is in charge at the back at the uh, the headquarters. Yeah. So it makes sense that she's like not a, not really into him now. She sees how reckless he is. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So she kind of gives him shit, and this is like mostly all we get from Trevor in this episode is him chilling in like a shitty lifeguard bench <laughs> tower. And his little green <laughs> yeah. shorts. And his little green shorts. Doesn't really have the frosted tips anymore. He's still Thank got his God. little curls. Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, there's a lot of curly hair in this show. There is. Like tight, like tight curls. Yeah. You know? And it's like, probably because their hair gets wet and then they don't brush mm. it out. Like we were talking about that last time, why Mitch's hair is so floofy. Oh, yeah. Is because he brushes his hair after it's dry and you mm. can't do that with curly hair. But most of these people have their hair wet and then it dries curly. Yeah. Uh, so... Right after this uh, r- reckless display of sea dunes, we have another <laughs> reckless display of sea dunes. In where, a creepy way. It's in so a creepy, creepy way. So there's a woman who goes out on a uh, uh, surf ski. Surf ski. So yeah. she takes a surf ski out. Uh, which you questioned, you were like, how come those aren't illegal? And I was like, well, yeah, I don't really. think they're riding, I don't think they're getting near people. They're also not that fast. Yeah. I mean, you could you could run into somebody in her, but like, she's clearly going far, far out beyond where anybody can be would logically be swimming yeah um so she goes out to use the surf ski and our two uh our our shitty guy and conscience guy <laughs> uh show up and they're are... equally dicks to her though oh in this scene yes yeah the conscience guy is like a total fucking follower yeah like in this in this uh scene because yeah. they're just like ripping around her creating wakes that are like fucking her up she can't move go anywhere yeah so it's like not even and it's not playful. It. It's totally like shitty behavior. It is like shitty. they're they're just being absolute bully dicks to this woman. Yeah, but it almost seems like it seems like they think that if they do that, she'll want to sleep with them. Like perhaps. Like, I mean, she'll get you, all it, hot for them because yeah. they're so daring or something. I don't know. Maybe. It was weird. That happened to people like when I went ice skating when I was a kid. Dudes would do that to girls too. They would circle them real hard hmm. and get tighter and tighter and tighter and like somehow that was hitting on them. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's definitely well, it was a different time. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I, mean, uh, I guess well, I'm making a joke. Yes. But different time in the sense of there's still this mentality of kind of bullying somebody to get a reaction yeah. to show that you like them. Yeah. And then that's not helped by the fact that they're driving drunk. Yes. Uh, cause like literally still drinking. He's got a can. Yeah. And yeah. there, I, and there seems to be even now a disconnect between driving a car drunk yeah. and driving a boat drunk. Yeah. Like people seem, there seems to be like, and not everybody, there's obviously responsible boaters, but there seems to be people that use boats and feel like, oh, it's, it's okay like going drink. fishing. I can just drink on this thing. Yeah. What am I got? What am I gonna run into? It's the wide open ocean. You could run <laughs> into anything. Yeah, you anything. Can, there's lots of shit you can run into, both above and below the waterline. Like or like, I mean, you could just run into a bunch of other guys who had the same idea as you to go yeah. drunk on a boat and go out there, or like, a fucking wave <laughs> and yeah. fly off the boat. <laughs> you know. 
Yeah. Uh, so they uh, are harassing this woman. Yeah. And because they've been drinking, because they don't, they're not being responsible. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They end up colliding with her, and yeah, she uh, falls right. She off goes that thing. right into the water. Our conscience guy is the first one in. Yeah. And he's trying to find her, but is too frantic. And they're just like creating bubbles, and they're not able to find her again. Yeah, uh, and, it's and then weird that the, she disappears so quickly, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, well, true, but I mean, I think they knocked her out. Yeah. So she just went down and under. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't wearing a life vest, so Me, there's true. a thing. None, none of them are, by the way. Yeah, that the is true. Buddy too. has like his weird little like leather like highlighter vest on, <laughs> so it's like, oh, this way people will see me, but yeah. like nobody's wearing a life vest. And I loved the the thing that you pointed out, the shitty guy, the guy who's drinking, yeah. like specifically drinking, never shows the other guy drinking, I That's guess it true. can be assumed, but shitty guy, like he kind of like gets off his jet ski and then feels the need to crawl over the surf ski. Yeah. Uh, just like, uh, I don't know, she's down there somewhere, <laughs> man. I gotta <laughs> crawl over this like, pointer, yeah, really she's au- under here somewhere. Really like, awkward no. shit. Yeah, super awkward. Uh. And uh, they can't find her, and Buddy's like, we get, Conscience Guy's like, we gotta call it in. Shitty Guy's like, no, we're fucking taking off. Yeah, let's and get so out of here. They, we're get in uh, they do get on their sea dues and, and fuck off, uh, yeah. and the, the surf ski is just left, uh, left alone. Ominously left alone. Yep. Yup. Uh, and then the, the police guy, I forget his name, Greg? Greg. Uh, is it? His name is Garner. Yeah, Garner. Garner Ellerby. Garner Ellerby. Yep. Okay, so Garner Ellerby. Do they ever call him that? Or they? I don't remember them ever saying his name, but maybe they do. He says, I think they call it, I think they say Garner a bunch. Yeah, all right, um, fair. So he finds this surf ski, doesn't he? Or is it Mitch and... No, there's uh, uh, one of the boats, one of the Baywatch boats comes through right. and they call it in because they're like, per- they call into that guy who doesn't know how to take a message ah, yes. and they're like, hey, we, we want permission to, to start to start a search yeah. and they do and then there's kind of some, uh, a couple scenes of like a search and then we have a scene where uh, Mitch and Craig are with Garner on the yeah. beach and they're looking at and there's blood uh in a few spots on the uh surf ski and uh this is where uh, mitch and craig do their like autistic csi shit (laughs) and they're just like "Er, er," like look at it and they're like it was a woman and uh, er, er, well they they were like it was a woman and it's like why i was like this was like set for someone who was five six and i was like yeah like there's there's never been a man who's been five six before or like (laughs) a teenage boy yeah yeah so they're like it's it was it, a woman was on it the 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 level the height level for like the boom and certain things were set for somebody who's five six yeah. so they're making assumptions but they believe it was a woman they are correct but yeah. that's beside the point <laughs> and then uh, they they find red paint on it so they know that yeah so they know red they, yeah they know it was something red um. So right after that, right after they have their little CSI moment where they're yeah. so sure. Uh, but they're also, like, making jokes because they're like, it's the stick thingy that connects to this to, like, simplify it for Garner. Because yeah. that man fucking hates the beach. Oh, he does. Every, like, every first scene he has in an episode, or at least so far as we've met him, and I'm, I'm from what I recall later on, yeah. he's always just like, fuck sand, pave <laughs> this shit over. 
Like, I hate this fucking place. Water is uh, yeah. the devil. Water is the devil. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, so he just hates it. So they, like, yeah, they, like, kind of crack on him and simplify it. Uh, and then our next thing is that we go to Eddie uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, that man is shockingly hairless. He's very like hairless, hairless to a point where it he looks like a human Photoshop, like and badly. His it's almost like his skin is out of focus. Oh yeah, like it, very, he's got like so out of focus skin that someone like <laughs> they photoshopped the hair off of, but it like doesn't look like a natural smooth at all. <laughs> So they just put a Vaseline lens. You know how they do that Vaseline. Oh yeah, yeah. But not on his face. It's just around. Yeah. yeah. Where his well, chest yeah. Is. They're doing it directly onto the film stock. <laughs> yeah. They're just like it's like oh, in, individual <laughs> frames. Oh yes, must be smooth. <laughs> must get smoother. <laughs> I hate it. Wait. Okay. Uh, tell us what happens next. Oh, so Eddie's eating, or he pulls out this absolutely squashed sandwich. It's like yeah. two pieces of white bread. Might just be two wrap. pieces of bread. There doesn't, I don't know if there's anything on it. Like, I don't, cause if it's be squashed, yeah, but if it's a squash, there'd be like, you know, brown in the, in, yeah, the in the plastic. There's not. Yeah, maybe. Oh God. Well, he takes out his pieces of bread with possibly something in it. And then he like sees a sad little seagull and he throws a piece of his sandwich to the seagull. Yeah. So save the seagull save instead the of seagull. save the cat, which yeah. I feel like we already are on Eddie's side. Yeah. Eddie in the last episode was doing heroic shit. He's, yeah. he's, he's really not been a bad dude. Yeah. Um, so he's it's just it's low rent Michael J. Yeah. Fox. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Ferret or Mike Ferret, I think was what I was calling him. Yeah. Ah, oh it's boy. My, yeah. <laughs> Mickle J. Foxman. Mickle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, but you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I think it's because in this time frame, we can't assume anyone has seen the pilot. Yeah, that's So true. we have to sort of, you know, and, and they don't do too much of like blatant exposition things. Mm. They kind of do manage to fit it in like the stuff with Hobie yeah. being like, oh, well, I have to do this at the beginning of the episode. And so they, they don't really ever uh, get too hard into re-explaining things in a clunky way. Right. In this, in this episode, they sort of just let things be. Um, but I feel like this is probably the, the save the cat moment for Eddie because they can't assume people saw the pilot. Right, yeah. And so he Where saves he the... some people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So he saves the seagull. He yeah. throws a bit of the sandwich. And then we're left with, like, yeah, silhouette uh, on the on the ramp of the, the lifeguard tower. Yeah, in the sunset. Yeah. End of the day. Um, then we cut to the most distressing thing. I mean... This next set of scenes is so distressing. Oh, they I are. Can't. But first, we're going to take a little break so we can collect our thoughts uh, uh, about this. Okay. Okay, we are back. I'm sure you heard about some other Vox Crow productions. I'm hoping that they, at the time of recording this, they haven't isolated uh, a sound of someone going, ah, and, uh, <laughs> from another podcast, but I hope they did and, uh, and ruin their life. Rude. Okay, so we're now at what I wrote down as a uh, uh, note. What a potential waste! Oh yes. Uh, because uh, well, here I'll let you describe. Uh, oh my god. Okay, so Hobie comes down the stairs. Mitch is cooking. They're pretending to play football. 
And Mitch throws something to Hobie, and it ends up what he throws to Hobie, because Hobie throws it back? No, he throws it directly into the frying pan, pan. and it's fucking just like raw beef that's meant for burgers. Yeah. Oh, no, it's meatballs. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what he has. I thought thought it was like he was going to press them down and make burgers in a frying pan, but no, they're two ridiculously sized meatballs. Yeah. Uh, So they're playing football with their bare hands. With this hamburger chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's something I didn't even think. Yeah, he just threw raw meat at him. And didn't and then, know if he ever washed his Yeah, hands. didn't know if he washed his hands. He throws it back into the pan. Yeah. Just makes that perfect yep. slap into the pan. And that's why I wrote, what a potential waste. Because he could have just threw it, just like, got a bunch of hair on it. I uh, mean, considering the state of the apartment, the house earlier, there would be yes. like a band-aid in it. Oh, and then God. it's all fucked up. Dear Lord. So... He does that, but uh, Mitch confronts him because uh, apparently Hobie didn't realize that if you skip school four days in a row, your teachers call home and wonder yeah. what the fuck's going on, even in the 80s. Yeah, he's like, I did it a couple days here and there. And he's like, no, four days in a row. You skipped four days in a row. So. Yeah. And he's honestly like, he's he's approaching it pretty well where he's like trying to be like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, yeah. he's not this like flipping out. Yeah. You know, so he's trying to just, he's trying to have an honest conversation with him, but Hobie is still really in this, like, he's super angsty about everything. He's yeah. just like, bah. And um, he's trying to not let his dad find out that he's been racing around on power skis. Yes. So he's extra, like, <laughs> yeah. so he, oppositional, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he uh, gets upset with him and takes off uh, upstairs. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, the conversation's not over, but Hobie, Hobie, uh, Hobie fucks off upstairs. And, uh, it sort of cuts to a little bit later, and Hobie is there with his shoes on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was weird. Because uh, he, he, he lives in L.A. Yeah. in 1989. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, he's just got, you know, needles and razor blades potentially hanging off his shoes. And, oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, fu- the fucking shoelaces, like, would be flammable because they got soaked in rum, but there's just, like, too much human semen on them now that it just won't, it won't catch. The, the light won't go. Oh, no. Uh, and so Mitch comes in with, like, a, you know, bowl of uh, spaghetti yeah, and meatballs, yeah. and he's just like, oh, yeah, like, try, try to make it. a peace offering, like, yeah. you want it. And he comes in and talks to him, and I think this is where uh, Hobie lies to him. Yeah. Because Hobie says, oh, I've been going down to the arcade. I haven't really been spending money. I'm just watching people play. And yeah. I love how I love Mitch being like, you're just watching. And, and I'm, I'm like, like oh, man, if only you knew what the future was. <laughs> oh, boy. People make lucrative careers having others watch them play fucking video games. Yeah. So and even then, like, I, I've not experienced too much of the arcade life mm. um but i think it wasn't uncommon to just be poor but you want to see what the game is like yeah and then other people would be better than you too so you'd want to be watching people play like sure. you know do the fatalities of mortal Kombat or whatever i'm not i guess 1989 is kind of pre that so i'm not sure what would have like, yeah mortal Kombat was the early 90s oh, so was street fighter mean. i thought you meant pre watching people play I'm oh like, no, no, sure. no 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 because no. yeah because like oh people that... were good at galaga and shit too yeah i mean we watched <laughs> so, that, that documentary of 
what's his name Billy something who oh played... King of Kong yeah King yeah Kong. oh I'd love to watch that again and people I, I would, love that like movie. line up to watch him play so oh yeah definitely clearly people um, are doing it yeah and and then you have oh like in war games they're like watching him yeah, play yeah. Uh, uh, I think Galaga actually it might be <laughs> it's something <laughs> yeah, I like that so. I love Galaga Galaga I like Galaga more than Space Invaders I see and and not because it just like oh they have more time to develop I just really like the way Galaga works like Space uh-huh. Invaders is still fun but yeah, I'm a big Galaga fan I have no opinions because because my parents thought that uh, arcades were the devil. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. So, like, in this conversation, Mitch just puts the bowl of spaghetti on Hobie's bed by yeah. his feet. Yeah, put well, he the feet keep getting closer to it, yeah. depending on where Hobie's sitting on the bed. But, yeah, he puts the spaghetti there. Uh, when he tells him, he's like, oh, but go to the arcade and watching them, but also yeah. that there's a girl there. So, again, again yeah, that's his, it's his kryptonite. Yeah. It's like, as soon as he knows, it's like, Oh man, he he he's getting into girls. I guess I have to I have to uh, let encourage the rule, yeah encourage it. Let loose all the rules. Yeah. Um. So, but he he does say like, you know, thank you for telling me the truth. Yes. Let's try to go to school now. Uh-huh. But I understand why you were kind of hanging out at this arcade and stuff, which would be an innocent thing, but it's a fucking lie. It is. And face. when he oh yeah, when he says to him like oh. He's like has that like moment, the like the corniest shit ever, where he turns around in the doorway. Yeah. Thanks, guy, for telling me the truth. And <laughs> Hobie's face just like, Ugh. like he's the one who killed that girl. Like he, yeah. j- his entire like, uh, his whole soul just like uh, wrench, wrench, yeah, his face. wrenches up like. <laughs> Uh, and, and I was like, and really, any dad should have. Wait, what's going? No, nope, yeah, no. Nope, what's what's going thing? on? What's going on? You fucking, you're lying. You're fucking lying. Yeah. You're on the corner, whoring. You're whoring on the corner. Oh my god. Uh, and he feels so shitty about it. I can't tell if he feels shitty about lying or feels shitty about almost getting found out. So he like falls onto the bed right beside his football spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, falls. Does not eat the spaghetti. Decides to go to sleep next to it. Yeah, uh, and then we then we move on. What kind of bachelor is he going to be, dear God? Oh, can't be any worse than me. I remember, I remember going out and drinking, and there when uh, I I was like in between uh, apartment and well in between apartments yeah. and i had to stay in my mom's basement for a little bit and okay. i was like 19 19 years old i think and i would go to this bar right next to it was a pizza place and then i would just be like trash drunk go in get like an order of pizza stuff and be able to walk home with it and the <laughs> yeah. amount of times that i like woke up and it was just like the menu for batman 1989 playing <laughs> on the tv and i've just got tin foil and remnants like on me like oh, i just no. like a were like a like I, like i was a werewolf the night before just like coming to just like oh god <laughs> uh, oh just so many bad times with that just different things i remember one time going over there i was like i want 10 donair egg rolls oh no and if you're not from here donair what is the meat is it beef it's like a seasoned beef or is it so a goat I'm or something i don't know also not from here and i don't know i think it's right. pork is it pork so we got a thing around here called a donair and it's like wrapped in like a a type of bread that's not used for anything else and there's a type <laughs> of meat in it that's also not used for anything else and then there's little cut up tomatoes and onions and then they make like a sweet uh, a sweet onion sauce. Yeah, a sweet onion sauce, which I'm is horrified. it's sort of like a it's sort of like 
icing, yes. but for meat and savory things. And they put all this together in not exactly a wrap and really a bastardization of a taco because they don't seal one end or huh. both ends. Uh, I guess more a burrito. Yeah. Uh, but like they don't seal either end and they wrap it in tinfoil. So there's always like tinfoil caught up in it. Uh. I'm not, I, I love how like, there's no way to describe this food and make it sound good. It's you true. have to just experience it, and you're either going to love it or hate it. Um, so I looked it up. It's spiced beef or lamb. I was wrong. It's not pork. Yeah, I don't think anyone around here does the lamb, though. Maybe. Because uh, some, yeah. some of them are like Greek shops, and I feel like they'd probably lean more into that. Yeah. Um but I don't, I don't know for sure. I've never asked, and this really goes into the, the, the trash rat lifestyle that I'm talking about. I'll put it so in my anyway, face, and I don't know what it is. So, yeah, so a donair egg roll is that meat shredded and put into, like, a deep-fried, typical-looking egg roll thing, and okay. then they give you some of that sauce to dip it. And I was like, I want ten of these. Oh, no. I sat down, and... I was just blasted drunk. I'm just like a thousand yard stare into the fucking like where the wall meets the floor corner. And they called it out several times. Oh, no. They were like 10 donor egg rolls. And I'm just not responding. 10 donor egg rolls. They're looking at me. They know it's me. They're not waiting for someone else to come up and get it. They're looking at me saying 10 donor egg rolls. And all the other, other people start laughing. Oh, no. And that's when I was like, what? Oh, and I, I, went up and got it and it's in a box like you'd get like a medium pizza in it's sure. about the same size box and i grabbed it and i hugged it to my chest like i'm a 13 year old girl with books on her way to school <laughs> in 1950 and i'm just like and i'm just yeah everyone's just like laughing and i'm like too drunk to care because i got 10 fucking donor i got the Ugh. greasiest fucking shit ever and i remember walking home it's winter time there's uh -huh. snow everywhere big snow banks i'm walking home and of course i'm i get sick because uh -huh. i've been fucking drinking all night and i've just got this box of egg rolls hugged to my chest and i'm leaning over down to like throw up into snow banks uh -huh. just hoping like a cop car because there was cop cars like rolling by i was like don't see me don't put me in a drunk tank i gotta get home and eat these egg rolls i got home I fucking pass out. I don't think I ate a single egg roll oh, that night. It wasn't until the, the next day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I, I would have unate them as well yes. shortly afterwards. Eat them in reverse. Blech. Yeah, eat them in reverse. Yes. All right. Moving on. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, we uh, go to the next morning. Yeah. Uh, and we have Craig doing a patrol. He comes across one of the lifeguard towers and it looks like someone's broke into it. But, yeah. alas, when he checks inside, we have homeless eddie homeless eddie but he doesn't know it's, it's eddie at first because he's like in a blanket all on the floor all wrapped up and then craig scares the crap out of him he scares yeah. him awake he sits right up but yeah homeless eddie sleeping in the tower which apparently he's not supposed to be doing yeah they go on about that quite a bit yeah that it's like i i love the connotation of like that rule because like yeah you shouldn't be sleeping at your job yeah. like i get that but they're also adamant about it that it's like oh no there was there was a darren or something that like yeah. slept in the tower and ruined it for everybody yeah like someone someone like lived in the tower for months yeah someone noticed. created this rule because yeah. the, the way they're adamant about it is just like it's sacred yeah the fact that he did this is like a real kick in the nuts to, to the organization that is baywatch yeah uh, so he catches him there. They have a bit of a conversation. Craig 
kind of like knows what's up because he's just like you got problems with your landlord yeah he clearly knows something's up and he offers to buy him breakfast yeah but they then see out in the water the body of the girl who got killed yeah so they go and get that body um and i think eddie calls it in with craig's truck uh radio yeah so they go get her body and they fish it off to the shore. I wrote down appetite killer. <laughs> appetite killer. Well, because he was like, he was oh, like, you want to go get, let's go get pancakes, yes. the eggs and stuff. And he's like, on you? Yeah, on me. <laughs> and yeah, that would, that would ruin your day finding a dead body immediately after that. It's true. Eddie kind of does make a face like, oh God, this is a dead body. And I don't know how many times he's seen one, but they sort of talk about that a little later. Uh, they do, because... Uh, we ca- immediately we cut to uh, the the cops are there yeah and because Baywatch doesn't know whether or not it wants to be a cop show or uh-huh. a show about lifeguards the lifeguards are all very involved in the yeah. criminal investigation aspect in most episodes I don't think that really ever changes but like they're there you know examining the body they sort well it's sort of loaded in the back of the truck it's wrapped up at this point you're yeah. not really seeing it. Uh, but that's when Mitch says that he doesn't think it was a, a boat that yeah. hit her because her the bruises are only on her legs. Yeah, and he doesn't think that a boat would, would leave only leg bruises. They'd be everywhere, and she'd be, like, a little bit more damaged. Yeah. So he's like, oh, it's got to be something that turns on a dime. And someone's like, like what? And he goes, like a power scheme, man. But it's different than that. The way he said, well, we'll play the clip, but okay. just the way he says it, yeah, is it's just, it's so almost indignant it's almost like hobie saying it it's like really angsty like you just don't understand like like a power (laughs) ski man like what like a power ski man like he's just at (laughs) at the end of his rope with power skis yeah for real and it's weird because like i i mean they're smaller and they'll turn faster than a boat but they still don't turn on a dime yeah, you were talking about this when we were on it because I figured yeah. I figured you could do, and I've never driven them. Uh, I said yeah. earlier I drove that like three wheeler. I have driven a uh, snowmobile, yeah. uh, but again, not wildly. I was pretty young, <laughs> uh, so. But I think you're gonna have a story about that based on that laughter. So yes, so uh, I drove a snowmobile by myself on the usually frozen river in Manitoba. But sometimes you'd come across patches of the river that weren't frozen. And you if you didn't go faster over those patches, you would fall in. And that's how I know that uh, you can't turn on a dime that way either. Because uh, there was a curve in the river and I had to go over a patch of pretty big water mm-hmm. around the curve. And I, I like, t- took it right out to the side. I don't even know how to explain that. <laughs> like There was a pretty wide arc where I was turning. Um, and I was going pretty fast, so I don't, like, I know jet skis and power skis and whatnot are a little different, but it's still water, like, you can't, there's not a lot yeah. of friction to turn fast. And there's also water. other forces yeah. at hand, like, you, you can't just turn directly into a wave without a reaction yeah. from that, so, yeah, and, and just what we were saying before, where people seem to think, like, driving drunk in a boat is fine, yes. as if you're as if you're as if you're in space mm. like as if you're in outer space like yeah. there's nothing there's no obstacle i can go any way and they yeah. sort of treat it this way but there's other the ocean's gonna fuck your shit up <laughs> the ocean does not care nope it'll pull you around yeah. so he's 
adamant about the power ski thing. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're gonna start looking for it. They they already were looking for a red power ski. Yeah. And then this is what you were talking about. This is where we get Craig and uh, Eddie because Mitch asks right. them like, "What were you doing here?" Yeah. And Eddie starts to admit it. He says, "Sleeping." And Craig's just like sweeping. Sweeping. You're, totally you're, sweeping. You were you were sweeping, right? You were sweeping yeah. with a W, not an L, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Oh, look at this fucking idiot rookie. He doesn't know the difference between L and W. Yeah. And Mitch is like little squinty eyes. Oh, know? yeah. Mitch is super suspicious. And again, makes me so wonder who fucking, what crazy raging party happened from someone living out of a, a, yeah. a fucking tower. Because like, again, it's weird. Don't sleep there. Yeah. But this like... Not never again level <laughs> energy that's coming from people sleeping in the towers is a, is a bit much. It is a lot. And uh, yeah, then Mitch is like, next time sweep with a broom. Or yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Which also brings up a lot of weird th- th- things. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? yeah. Um, so uh, we get Mitch and uh, Eddie. Are he, well, not Mitch and Eddie. Craig and, Craig and Eddie. Eddie. Craig says, like, it, it doesn't get any easier. It's weird finding yeah. a dead body. Eddie does seem a bit distraught. Yeah. This is honestly where I noticed that his chest looks smeared with Vaseline or Photoshopped. His yeah, yeah. chest looks out of focus because it is oddly hairless. Little babby chest. Yeah. Um, and so they start walking. And they're walking down. They're in a... I don't know if there's a time... Yeah, there must be... Oh, no, there's a time jump. Yeah, there's because a montage happening the, here. Yeah, so there was a... There was a... There was a montage... Walking down the sidewalk, uh, walking down the sidewalk <laughs> montage. Yeah, uh, because we end up over in Venice. They're not in, they're not in Venice where they were working. Right, and so they're up at Venice Beach. They're walking. There's uh kind of concrete paths uh at the uh, at the ass end of the beach, the beach yeah. uh where people like rollerblade and stuff like that. And they're walking along and and talking. And I don't remember what they're talking about because I was fixated on the outdoor bathroom. There's like a big concrete metal uh-huh. structure that is public washrooms. Yeah. And it's I big. there's pillars. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like there's like change rooms, washrooms, yeah. and stuff in it. And I remember seeing those when I went to LA. Because uh-huh. when I went to LA, we, the day that me and my buddy who went there were like, oh, I was like, oh, let's go out to Santa Monica. Uh-huh. Let's go see the beach. I want to see the Pacific Ocean. Mm. Of course, we take beer with us. Yeah. And we were like, I, I didn't go swimming, so I was fine doing that. But we both just had backpacks full of beer. Oh we'd stop places and like take it out and drink it. But then we'd have to like put the empty can back uh-huh. into the bag. So we'd be like sitting on the beach somewhere, like drinking a beer. And I remember a guy came up to us. And he was just, he warned us. He yeah. was like, hey. There's a guy right over there getting a fine from like Ooh, the yeah. the lifeguards or somebody right now, so just be careful. And I was like, oh, thanks. So we kind of packed it up, like you know, we were watching the water. Yeah. Started walking along, and I came across one of these structures. It looked I fucking identical. Yeah. Because that's why I was like, I can't pay attention to this conversation. All ah. I can think about is the fact that I went into one of those like, don't know if it was like a stall with a toilet or if it was a changing room section, right. but I definitely went in there and chugged like two beer oh, to like get me ready for the rest of the walk. No. I like chugged two beer. I'm like jamming cans back in. It's getting to that point where it's just that crunching sound ah. and the shaking, <laughs> and there's just like loose beer in the back backpack because oh. it's just all getting sticky and shitty and but lighter yeah lighter. Good. <laughs> and, okay. and so, so that's all i could think about when i when i saw that oh. also when i like came out there was a woman uh who i, I would say was 
the homeless, right. uh, was there and was like arguing with another homeless person about <laughs> whose blanket was it oh, was because no. like there was sort of like a sitting area and she had this big comforter and mm. was just like screaming about whose blanket it was oh, and I, I i from the way she acted i'd say it was hers <laughs> yeah this is uh an episode about the trash ratness of you yes yay uh i have to say i wasn't paying attention to their conversation either because of the roller skating girl aggressively hitting on eddie by again circling him tighter and mm. tighter and tighter Going between him and Craig, like aggressive, and he mm. did not notice her. Yeah, yeah, they pretty look. much just kept talking to each other the yeah. whole time. Completely yeah. ignored this girl who yeah. was like tight circling him <clears throat> on roller skates. Yeah, and then there was also the other roller skate person. Yeah, the dude who had what? How did you describe it? Unmitigated mulletry. Yes, it was an insane mullet. It like was... I'm talking like Joe Dirt level. Yes. Like it. It could have been fake, but this is the time when people did that, yeah. so it might not have been, because it's a crazy choice. And he's just fucking dancing. Yep. You can see the shirtless. fucking Walkman. Shirtless, roller skating, got the Walkman hanging off his Short ass. Short jean shorts. Oh, yeah. Mullet almost halfway down to his ass. Yep. Like, fucking three feet high. Like, just Spike fucking like living his best life. Like, yeah. holy shit. He was very distracting. <laughs> he was very distracting. And then after that, it was still montage I don't know if there's any conversation because there was so much stuff going on. But yeah. then I saw this terrifying sidewalk clown and I kept trying oh, to figure out yeah, it had I, a bee on its nose. Oh. Did okay. it have a bee on its nose? I, I don't know. But it, I do remember, like, making a note and looking up and then it was just, like profile clown face yes. and i was like oh good so it is on now yeah fun fun uh yeah. but the song that was playing uh because there seems to be with the copies that i have yeah. some of them seem to be german release dvds right uh where the original music's on it and then others seem to be the american dvd release yeah because like replacement music there's replacement music it doesn't yeah. have the original licensed music on it because the theme song was the uh am i strong enough yeah uh version of the theme song and then this song that played every day is a weekend uh -huh. was fucking atrocious it, was so, it was so terrible it had that like weird I don't know what key exactly you're singing in. Uh, Rebecca Black's Friday energy. Ooh, yeah, like, yeah. it's Friday. Fr it was like that because it was just every day's a weekend or something like that. Yeah. Well, that's, Won't that's you party not. Party with E or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and that oh, was, and that's not even the, like, that wasn't even how it went. Those are the lyrics, but that's not how yeah. it sounded. Well, actually, fuck it. Let's just play a clip of it. Every day is a weekend, baby. Won't you come party? All right, so now that we've suffered through that. <laughs> oh, shit, I know what the conversation must have been about. Well, it was about coming to his... It was about where him living there. Yeah, about yeah. him living at Craig's apartment. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, or... he wasn't saying... No, because he wasn't saying to live there. Oh. But he was just he was just talking about how, oh, it's... You can you can find a place to live. We'll yeah. help you find a place to live. Right. Uh, but that this is where he lives. Because yes. then somehow i don't know how eddie manages to fall down on a mime and some other performer <laughs> yes. uh like 
because he seems to be walking away from them and then falls down backwards onto them uh-huh. and there and then when he gets back up the mime follows them for a bit and that's yeah, when craig is too. just like welcome to the circus yeah and because they're basically right outside of his apartment yeah and so they go into his apartment and if you're curious about the fact that we're not showing up at a giant fucking lawyer paid for open concept house it's because this is another one of our set changes and i think our only major character change mm. uh so the woman who plays craig's wife tina yeah is not gina? the same gina gina yes, yes gina so gina is not played by the same person as she was in the first episode they have mm. a wildly different chemistry <laughs> lifestyle yeah. so in the first episode if you've li- listened to the first episode uh sorry if you listen to us talk about the first episode they have a kind of modern concept house for the 80s yeah very open huge like yeah, million like dollar house balconies like, yeah balconies their ground floor yeah balconies overlooking the ground floor on the beach yeah um and and uh gina is much more of a professional woman mm. um she might have been an artist i can't remember she was remember. an artist in the first yeah, episode so she was, she's so, still an artist so she's now. still an artist yeah. but like obviously much more established somebody who has galleries yeah that kind of that kind of person like she's she's you know uh made more of a name for herself this version it's a completely different actress yeah uh who is younger for one (laughs) (laughs) definitely it seems like a more a younger person still uh uh, an artist but they're in this uh much more of a hipster kind of studio type apartment so still you know a little open but much smaller again yeah. kind of like the baywatch headquarters just smaller more of a set yeah and very uh, scaffolding it's yeah. scaffolding and like very bare, scaffolding like... and then like painted weird yeah because it's like everything's like painted white but not with house paint and so the paint like chipped it, off yeah chipped off and like so everything's this weird black and white again almost beach the, what you'd yeah. expect on the outside of a beach house it's but weathered. interior yeah it's a weathered weird paint like look yeah uh, so they're in this, and and her reaction to him being a lawyer lifeguard is also much different because mm. the gene in the pilot was like, "No, go be a lawyer. Yeah, this is our lifestyle." Whereas this version is almost more of like a, you know, kind of getting into those like '90s, like it's the '90s man kind yeah. of person, where it's like we're progressive. It's the '90s. Hey, the '90s were both. not that progressive, but you know, for, <laughs> yeah, forgive them. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but she's much more that, like, right. you know, uh, uh, a, a forward-thinking young woman artist. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is where, another place where they're talking about, like, the price of things. The price of rent is insane. Mm. I thought that our rent was bad, and it is. Mm. But, like, in the 80s, their yeah. rent for a one-bedroom mm. is what it is in our incredibly horrifying housing crisis in Nova Scotia today. Yeah, so because uh, the, they're looking through a newspaper, because uh, uh, Gina comes down and greets uh, Eddie, yeah, and says that uh, her and Craig kind of mentioned that they have a friend of theirs who like is a wizard at like being able to find apartments, yeah. and he's like, but also if you let her find you an apartment, you're probably gonna have to marry her. Ah! <laughs> so she's she's got a unsuccessful trap laid that oh, does boy. not get sprung. And they start looking in the newspaper, and he says, yeah, a one-bedroom apartment, $1,200 yeah. a month 
1989. Yeah. That's like $3,000. It's insane. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, and then mentions that uh, he and Gina, their first place was $100 because they split it and they each paid 50 Yeah. And although he said it was a closet, it, yeah. but they were right on the beach. Yes. And Eddie's like, I would kill for that. Right. Um, so that's where we get Gina being like, well, we might have that. Yeah. Because they appear to have, I thought it was in the apartment. It's not. Mm -hmm. They have a, a ladder that's going up. They have like a really tall window that basically goes up to their ceiling. So they got like yeah. a 20 foot ceiling and they have this ladder that goes up to nowhere. Yeah. Cause I don't see any like access to the roof, but there's a ladder built into the wall that goes up next to the window and she's like, yeah, look, look out past there. And, yes, and so Eddie's looking for the yeah, sliver of I don't, ocean view. Yeah, I don't remember what she says where it is. Because yeah. when it shows what Eddie's looking at, it's just an alleyway and indiscriminate windows. I have no fucking clue where oh, it was supposed to off be. Off in the distance, you can see a sliver of the beach. Oh, it's sliver of the beach. But I mean, about. but I mean, where was the, where was the storage room? Oh, I think oh. they were in it. She was this. She was like, "This is the closet with a view of the beach." Oh, yeah. they were just talking about the beach. Yeah, and but, then Craig was were... like, "This is our storage closet," and she's like, "Yeah, there's lots of room." Oh. It was a huge storage closet. I don't with think windows. That... But that wasn't that just after their kitchen, though. No, I don't. I think thought so. that was just after their kitchen because that's why. Oh, yeah, that's why so it has the weird ladder yes. in it. But I still don't know where the ladder goes because even if it's a storage unit, where does the ladder go there didn't yeah. seem to be another level it just okay i was confused yeah i thought she was i thought that another part of the building had their storage closet and they uh, could convince the landlord because they were like oh just talk to the guy right. i'm sure you'll let the fucking buddy live there like <laughs> which is dumb just don't tell him yeah, don't tell really. the landlord you're doing this don't don't at all just pocket the money yourself yeah so that's a revelation to me well, there you go. Um, At first, I thought that's what they were doing, too. But then yeah. he was, like, checking out the sliver of ocean. And, and Craig said that it was their storage closet. Yeah. So he agrees he's going to live there. So he's now living with Craig and Gina. Eddie is. Yeah. Uh, so uh, after that, we get... Um, oh, uh, Hugh, uh, Hubie. Hubie. <laughs> Hugh, Hubie. Hubie. Hubie doo. So, Hobie goes to the lifeguard headquarters to find his dad, and he's there with Garner. Mitch is there with Garner, and they're looking yeah. at pictures of jet skis, uh, presumably taken from the area. Yeah, and that's jet when skis they that he recognized. Yeah, yeah, and so that's when he t he tells uh, Hobie that they found somebody who was killed by one of these jet skis. Yeah, and that's when Hobie has another like absolute sinking moment <laughs> where it's yeah. like. Oh, he might know something. Yeah, you sure it's a jet ski? Yeah. Or a power ski, sorry. Power ski. Yeah. So, so yeah, they're they're very sure of it. He de uh, Hobie decides to go and check yeah. the power ski Hobie of the two, of, of shitty guy and... Uh, uh, conscience guy. Conscience guy, which uh, we didn't mention, but there was another scene with them. Mm. And I think it's when uh, they're on the beach... Uh, looking for they're looking at the the busted up surf ski oh and we see or something it was one of those scenes we get those two guys because they're looking down at the beach and watching them all do some sort of searching stuff oh, might right. have been when the body was there yeah I think and so because he's like oh they're looking for us and he's like they're not looking for us they're looking for 
uh, the person or they're looking for yeah, they're whatever, looking for, the body. looking for the body. Yeah. And so it was just like, can we just stop talking about, <laughs> about it? And I was like, no, yeah, no, like, we won't cannot. You forget about it already. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. Ugh, how long does it take you to get over this? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Hobie does a sleuth. Hobie does a sleuth in ska shorts. Yeah. He's got black and white checkered shorts, which I would wear if I didn't already have a black and white checkered backpack, uh-huh. which I'm already getting shit for at work, but <laughs> I leave it somewhere and someone's like, oh, who's the ska fan around here? And I had another person be like, I notice you have a checkered Vans backpack. Do you happen to like ska? Oh my God. I do, but that's beside the point. I, I, <laughs> I liked the backpack independently <laughs> of enjoying ska. Black and white checkers are for lots of things, like race car flags <laughs> and chess mm. and checkers. <laughs> oh, and diner floors. There you go. You could be true. a big fan of 50s diners. That is true. Well, in this day and age, a big fan of like diners that model themselves yes. after 1950s diners, yes. of which I've been to two. Oh, two. <laughs> Very fancy. All right, Hobie doing a sleuth in his shorts. So, yeah, he, he goes in, and it's, like, sort of under... Well, I don't think it's underneath a deck, but it's in some sort of on-the-water, yeah. kind of shittily built uh, wooden structure. I was never sure what it was, but the walls are made out of a trellis. There's nothing growing on it, but it's yeah. made of trellis. Yeah. So you can see in, sort of. Yeah, and so he's, he's going around, and he sees... Uh, the uh actually i don't think he sees anything he checks the jet skis yeah or the power skis there's nothing on them but then those two guys yeah uh shitty guy and conscience guy he sees through the trellis and they start talking about it oh he finds the part that was that's like bashed oh yeah Yeah. so he does find that and then he starts hearing them talk about it because shitty guy's like come on let's go out tonight there's gonna be girls and the other guy's like "Uh, i don't feel like like guys like guys literally being sad he's literally getting like eaten up inside because they fucking killed somebody yeah he's like fucking just what are you doing like don't do that come up party with me brah yeah uh but he doesn't want to hobie ends up knocking something over the two guys notice him yeah and so uh, Hobie tries to kind of like crawl out, which reminded me of Jurassic Park Two: yes. The Lost World when the when the raft they're trying to dig out from under the door. Yes. Hobie tries to like get out one of those, and the the shitty guy pulls him back in yeah, while he's like, like calling a... for help to the <laughs> to the other guy. He gets dragged back under there like he's oh like a, a horror movie. movie, yeah. yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> Just expect blood to start like dragged popping out backwards, screaming for help. Um. So they're uh like interrogating him basically yeah. uh and what did you hear yeah so they're like interrogating him what did you hear uh conscience well shitty guy's doing it conscience guy doesn't want to do it yeah hobie's, hobie's like no yeah hobie's like no i don't know anything they kind of and because the other guys kind of get into an argument hobie takes off and conscience yeah. guy does hold back the other guy from getting to him yeah uh but he does i think he gets he says, knocked. run hobie <laughs> yeah run hobie i think he does get knocked out or something mm. uh but we do get like hobie feebly trying to push a power <laughs> ski into the water and it's so funny because it's like cutting back and forth to like those two guys fighting yes. and hobie pushing the power ski so it's like hobie pushing the power ski the the water like the waves come in and lap up so the water's really close to him yep. and then it cuts back to the fight it, and then it cuts back to him the water's so far out because the, the waves are like yeah, getting, like out. going out to research back in so he's got to push it down the beach even more <laughs> 
And he eventually, eventually manages to get it into the water. Shitty guy gets away, gets his uh, power ski into yeah. the water. He has an equally feeble time trying to get that thing down the beach. He does. But you don't see as much yeah. of it. So we have like a bit of a, a chase that's going on. Uh, yeah. At the meantime, uh, Mitch and Jill are going around on a boat kind of doing a search. Yeah, looking for power skis. Uh, yeah, because they, they, they there was a couple other scenes of them, like they interviewed some guys that were fishing around where the guys were using them. And so they, yeah. they kind of are following this trail. It's not that interesting, but it's like, you know, yeah. it, it serves the plot. Uh, stuff yeah. like that. The fishing guys got really mad at the <clears throat> shitty guy for shooting the pier and scaring, scaring all the fish. fish. Yeah. Scare the fish away. Yeah, so they knew the color of his jet ski, and they were like, mm. oh, it's over that way. So they're, like, in the boat going that way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so they're heading that way. Uh, they come across Hobie. Yeah. Because uh, they, they do the thing where they're like, that's eh, Hobie. And Hobie tries to wave or something, so yeah. he lets go of it with one hand and just flies off Falls the right fucking off the, 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 the thing. Yeah. Uh, Mitch uh, dives off the boat. Uh, the 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 speedboat as they come up to like go for for Hobie. Yeah. When Mitch comes back up, that is not Mitch. That is not David Hasselhoff. The hairline on that guy is like mm-hmm. Bruce Willis at the time. It's got the big peninsula <laughs> and shit, and like it's like straighter hair, like more like a bit more in the back. And I was like, that's ah, not him. Uh-huh. Uh, but they do pull uh, uh, Hobie out of the water, the and then. Uh, as he's pulling him out of the water, shitty guy is like approaching them, and yeah. Hobie's like, "That's so and so. That's him. He killed her." Like yeah. just the eight hard ADR over the whole thing, <laughs> and uh, they they pursue him. We have another leap from the boat, yep. uh, from Mitch Buchanan jumping in, uh, <laughs> and like just fucking like straight like spearing like stone cold fucking spearing him right off the fucking uh, sea dew, yeah, uh, power ski, what have you. Uh, and, uh, they bring him water in. Water motorcycle. Yeah, water motorcycle. Uh, so they, they bring him in. We don't get much re- revelation on that part of it. Yeah, not really. It sort of cuts away, and so then it cuts to, uh, the heart-to-heart of Mitch and Hobie walking down the beach. In there. Sometime later yeah. that day or the next day. It must be cooler because uh, they're wearing their windbreakers. Oh, yeah. they Oh, oh so much windbreakers. Hobie's yeah. got... I mean, Hobie at one point had an aggressively pink shirt on. I think yeah. it was when he had the, the, the ska, ska shorts on as well. Yeah. And now he's got a black on pink, like ne- black and neon pink uh, windbreaker. Oh. W- windbreaker yes. over top of a black and pink neon pink striped turtleneck yes uh it's just this aggressive black on pink black on pink going on and they have their little heart to heart where he's just like i might be upset but you gotta tell me about shit that's going on i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh, leave you out in the winds yeah and uh mitch says something that i think is very silly he's like Ah, you're not the first kid to cover your tracks, but you're, like, the first kid in the whole wide world to almost get killed trying to cover his tracks. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's true. That is not true. true. That is absolutely... If he said... If he had said on a Sea-Doo, maybe. As we've learned, 21 years of (laughs) Sea-Doo fucking legacy going on. I'm sure people have done dumbass shit. I think people weren't doing dumb shit on Sea-Doo's in the 70s they're available. (laughs) I bet you there's a lake town that's got laws around it now. (laughs) More than likely. So, end on our uh, our freeze frame or whatever it is, and, yeah. and uh, that's our that's our episode. That's, uh, that's the in end. deep. In I believe it is. Yes. Uh, what did you think of this one, and compared to the first one? Let's get into our let's get into our final thoughts. I feel like Hobie is a lot more. Um, 
sassy in this one. They didn't write him this sassy in the last one. I don't think. <clears throat> there and... seems to be almost a large time gap between when they filmed that one and this one. He's bigger. Yeah, he that's seems, true. He seems bigger. Yeah. And uh, not that that has anything to do with the writing, but like he, he does seem like a bit... It, it might it might have influenced them a bit to make him a bit more angsty about it. Whereas Maybe. he was kind of uh, passively, you know, like upset about it, but not acting out in the yeah. in the first episode, and That's was true. and was younger and and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I'm still astounded by the prices of apartments. <laughs> you know, at the time, that was a horrifying revelation. Um, which makes me wonder how much they made as lifeguards to afford. Oh, right, he's also a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, because when they walk right. in, he's just like, this is what lawyer money got you? And he's like, yeah. damn straight. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is sad. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think coming off how bulking hot and bothered the first episode is, yeah. where there's like, there's explosions, there's, you know, a, a, a stalker killer. Like, yeah. the, the first episode... And they do this a couple times because Baywatch ended up uh, in syndication after the first season. First season's NBC. NBC cancels it. David right. Hasselhoff's like, I think there's an audience. So it's not <clears throat> beholden to one network after that. It's it's on anything that'll, okay. that'll take it. So, yeah. so uh, a lot of times you get two-parters and things that will come across where it's like, oh, <clears throat> they made this episode to be an episode that they show to investors to show to be like oh here's what you get if you get Baywatch and uh, there's yeah, like yeah. A, there's every type of plot going off at once yes. and that's very much what the pilot is but that's what every pilot is sure. so we get kind of the best of the best of like how crazy Baywatch can be in the first episode and I don't think this really like slouches there's murder yeah. there's you know people jumping off boats hey. you know there's a bit of humor like we do get all the, the different things I think for me uh, it feels like there's an episode missing in between yeah, because kind of. because of uh, the episode not doing the uh, not giving us exposition dumps and right. just being like, well, you knew Gina from the last episode. This is just Gina now. Yeah, like it, it's just <laughs> yeah. like it, it makes hard changes without reestablishing them right. and pretends like that's what it always was. Uh -huh. So it does feel a little. Uh, feels a little lesser mm. i guess in terms of like how like how i should feel uh towards these characters because i don't know this version of gina right. uh something seems smaller yeah. uh you know because we've kind of narrowed down some of our sets and things yeah uh so i guess it it, it yeah it kind of comes across as we've missed an episode and now we're just kind of jumping into this, but it's not a bad place to jump into it. It, yeah. it is weird and wild. Gives yeah. me the things I want from Baywatch, which is just unhinged shit. Like <laughs> it, uh, there's so much of the, like of uh, uh, lifeguards investigating murder. Yeah. Beach uh, cops. Basically. Yeah. Being beach cops, despite the fact that there is literal beach cop there with yeah. Garner. Uh, so we do get Baywatch stuff that I like. Um, but uh, in direct comparison to the first episode, it's a way comes way down in terms of energy. Yeah, that's true. like the energy comes way down yeah. uh, off off of the first one. Um, but you know, I guess I mean, that's they can't just all to, be it's just to. It, well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that that makes it bad. Yeah, no, it's I know. just that 
uh, it doesn't carry through that energy. Whereas I've watched other shows where the pilot like really gets me pumped up and then the next episode manages to kind of connect in that way. Yeah. And there's a disconnect because of the changes yes. that aren't addressed. Yeah, and so true. it kind of goes, it kind of just like blows by. Um, so good example of what Baywatch can be, mm -hmm. uh, but feels a little weird being a direct in, in this direct contrast to the first episode. Right. That being said, I think going forward, it, that that'll be lesser with the next. Yeah, one. I'll be comparing the next up. one to this one. Yeah, kind of thing. So yeah, so uh, definitely a, a good one and worth watching. Uh, yeah. Get some of that early stuff in. Some yeah. good lines, some weird shit. <laughs> so yeah, still a bigger fan of the first episode, but I like this one as well. Yeah, sweet. Awesome. Um, anything you want to plug before we're done? I don't think I have anything yet. That's fine. Uh, yeah. We can always edit it in later if you do. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, definitely should be listening to The Video Cult. I'm on there with Nathan Stone and uh, a varying degree of uh, guest uh, enthusiasts of cult uh, exploitation and uh, B-movie cinema. So definitely check that out. And anything else that was advertised on the Vox Crow Network, we definitely appreciate it. Um, all right. We'll see you next time. No, we won't see you. We'll, you'll hear, you'll us. hear us. You'll hear us next time. This is like the baby monitor of entertainment. Ah. You hear us, we don't hear you. And honestly, that's probably how it should be. Mm -hmm.